0: My friends, it's Damon D. And uh, if you can't tell, it's a bit of a joyous mood, a bit of jubilance in my voice today on this fine, dreary Wednesday we find ourselves in. I'm uh, I'm happy here on the Under Review Show for uh, a very good reason, and uh, that's because I have been slogging away for the past four months bringing you any freaking conceivable thing to bet on humanly possible and scouring the world for sports and odds for us to wager on. And, uh, and, and it's almost done. It's almost over because as of tomorrow, we have real live sports. And uh, by the way of uh, major league baseball is starting tomorrow. And I don't know if you can tell, I can barely contain myself that we get to actually watch a real meaningful North American, uh, sporting events. Uh, it's unbelievable. I'm freaking out the under review show, the sports apocalypse might be over. And if it's over, that means the fun can start. And, uh, and here at the under review show, as you know, we are all about fun. That being said, it's given us an opportunity to bring on and bring in a fantastic segment that we've been waiting to do for freaking months. See, here at uh, the Under Review show and our partners at betonline.ag bring us all the sports betting odds, news, and info that we need. And it's great. And we'll continue to do that moving forward. There's also an aspect of of, uh, of, uh, the fantasy and betting world that we haven't dabbled in here on the Under Review Review show. And we're going to start doing it full on, head first, in the water, no clothes, buck naked, um, treading water with piranhas and uh, that um, guys is daily fantasy. We just happen to know some people that are really freaking good at this stuff. And we happen to know some people that can offer us some advice. that will not only help us get good at daily fantasy, but help us get very good at sports betting. Um, one of these people you may know um, by the name of, uh, of Sean Pfeiffer, who comes on the under review all show all the time to talk about sports betting, um, he also happens to be a kick-ass daily fantasy guy. Uh, helped us put this together, um, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for a very uh, and a very warm welcome to Mr. Sean Pfeiffer. Sean, welcome back.
1: I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Damon. And and to be fully transparent here, you had me at butt naked in piranhas. Like I, I got carried away there, didn't I? Once you yeah. said that, I, I was in there like swimwear. We're we're You're good to go. You were ready uh, to hang up before uh, that happened. That that's what that's what kept me on here, Damon. But you know, I I could not be more excited to do this uh, the, this segment. Um, we're bringing on my partner in crime from Roto Radar to do these with us every single every single week. You know, for the entire MLB season, and this is going to be. Something that not only you, but but I know that all of us are gonna be looking forward to because we're gonna be putting a different perspective, hopefully, on sports betting that maybe some aren't familiar with. Uh, and this is gonna hopefully open some eyes and and help people be uh, be able to profit using their, their traditional sports betting knowledge and transitioning it over into a new realm uh, that is called Daily Fantasy Sports. I've done it now successfully. I've done it as my full-time gig now for five years. I've actually been on daily fantasy sports now since 2015. It's crazy uh, that it's been this long. We launched the company back then too, and well, the rest is history, like they say. So we're we're honored. We're we're extremely excited to get the ball rolling here, and can't wait to to start breaking down this this illustrious opening day MLB slate.
0: Yeah, man, I can't be more excited. And we're yeah, we're bringing on new. We I like new people. I like making new friends. I like new opinions. Um, we got Josh Reimer. Josh Romer, your partner in crime, um, also daily fantasy better um, superstar. Uh, Josh, welcome to the Under Review show on our first inaugural edition of our Daily Fantasy Podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm absolutely honored to be here, absolutely honored to be able to talk mm-hmm. about sports finally, because it feels like forever, <laughs> oh, right? We've been we're talking about eSports and talking about the UFC and talking about soccer and just all these different things, and we yep. finally get to talk about some American baseball here. Not Korean baseball, oh. American baseball. <laughs> and I could not be more <laughs> excited to talk about this, even if it's just two games tomorrow. I am ecstatic to talk about this slate. Josh
1: over here is sipping on that KBO haterade. Sipping oh,
0: on that man. KBO. Uh, yeah, man. KBO's has just been my life for the <laughs> past three months, man. It's, it's nuts. And I'm okay. I'm okay to, to get back to, to regular baseball. Well, we, we all know. Okay, so the, we've been talking about doing this show for, for a very long time because yeah. uh, we all collectively feel that the overlap between daily fantasy and traditional sports betting is far closer than anybody gives it credit for. Um, Absolutely. And, and if you do one, you could probably do the other. And, uh, and there's just never been that overlap. And I, we think this is a great opportunity for our listeners out there that, um, somebody like myself, who's just a traditional better, um, I really want to learn about uh, daily fantasy and then, and then for both of you who, who do the opposite, you really know, about daily fantasy, you're very good at at sports betting. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity, um, where we can bridge the gap between the two. Um, because if you do one, once again, you can kind of do the other. Um, so for starters, um, we're just going to get right into it. Talk a few things now, um, Fife. You have a, a little company out there, right? That <laughs> that basically specializes in um, in advice and handicapping um, stuff for daily fantasy. T- tell me a little bit about this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Roto Radar is is my my baby. Uh, it was. I hate to say my first baby, but it was. It was it was my baby before both both children came to this earth. We <laughs> uh, we launched the company, like I said, prior in, in 2015, and we've assembled some of the best daily fantasy sports pros on the entire planet. Josh, he's too humble to say it. I'll go ahead and give him uh, the credit that's due here. He's qualified for multiple FanDuel live final seats. The guy, for those that aren't familiar with how difficult that is to do, it's really hard to get one seat to a live final this guy won two uh to the mlb live final last season Uh, so we're not talking like oh yeah he did it in 2015 he was good at it then but is he good at it now he literally had two seats at a live final last year the guy's absolutely phenomenal Um, and taken down a lot of GPPs for some, some huge, huge, huge wins. And we've assembled a team of, of a lot of different pros for different sports. So we cover, you know, everything from the MLB to the NBA, NFL, esports, even the KBO and, and, you know, everything in between. So we've, we've been doing it for a while and been super happy. We, we offer a lot of different products to help people be successful betting on daily fantasy sports.
0: Yeah, you do. And, uh, and I suggest people go over there and, uh, and, kind of to help navigate your journey if you're just getting in, or even if you're like a, 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 wanting to be a pro or you think you're a pro, um, these guys will show you a thing or two uh, fantasy uh, daily fantasy uh, stresses me out a little bit guys. I, <laughs> I, 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 get stressed. I don't really, cause mostly because I'm, I'm ignorant to it, which if, if that's the case, it's okay to be uh, uh, nervous. Um For me, I play fantasy everything. I play fantasy football. I play fantasy baseball. I play fantasy hockey. Um, I got, I, I had six fantasy football teams last year. I remember my kickers league, Sean, I even had a, the kickers all, league
1: was, the best. All it was kickers the best
0: fantasy football league. You know what I'm talking about? Dude. Yeah. Like, I freaking love this stuff. So for me, it's insane that I don't play daily fantasy. Like it, 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 yeah. it's nuts because I just live, eat and breathe fantasy football, um, generally during the season or fantasy, everything during the season here. So, um, explain to me, um, uh, you know, Josh, the, com- the comparisons, what what am I taking over here? By the way, we're bringing me along on a journey in this show to become a daily fantasy uh, aficionado. OK, so so what before we dive in headfirst into the Piranhas Naked, what am I bringing with me that I've learned from so many years of being mediocre at fantasy sports? What am I bringing with me into uh, daily fantasy Um, Stuff.
2: Well, I think the best way to kind of dumb down daily fantasy sports is it is is a fantasy sports league. It's just daily. You do it every single day or every day that you want to. And basically how you make it, how you do it is you have a lineup, you have an acquitted salary that you need to use, and each player has a different salary. So for example, on tomorrow's slate, we have Garrett Cole, who's 10,000. You only have 50,000 salary over on DraftKings, and you fill out your salary with the best possible players and there's different scoring, and it's a ton of fun. I mean, I think it's better than fantasy sports altogether.
1: I'd agree with that. And, and if, just really quick piggybacking yeah. on what he just said, D, I, I, the
2: thing that made me the most excited
1: about daily fantasy, and I, I'm going to just place a side bet here for everybody to be able to hear this this take. I bet we convert D to being an avid, not just a recreational, an avid daily fantasy sports player and fan Within the first two months of this show, I think okay. that two okay. months down the road, we're going to look back and you're going to be like just completely immersed in this DFS thing. Um, yeah. I and it'd be, so. it'd just be the one telling me all the right plays for, uh, for on draft. Oh, okay, right. Fandle. Um, but, anyways, with all that being said, you know, the thing that got me the most excited about it was exactly what Josh just touched on uh, the fact that this is not a season long grind. Right? That's that's the thing that and I love. I love season long grinds. That's fun. It's a it's a great component. You can make trades, which is super cool. But for the the world that we live in, for the types of of people that we innately are, you want instant gratification, right? That's that's just that is the world that we're living in. And because of that, I'm, by the way, I'm raising my hand right here. I'm at the top of that list. I want instant gratification. So you can get that with daily fantasy sports because why? Because it's daily. You bet on the slate, it locks. Once that slate locks, it plays all the way through every single game of that night. Once the final game goes final, then you get paid out. It's that simple. So it's, you know, it's kind of a, a cool combination of your traditional season-long leagues, and sports handicapping. So that's where it kind of it, it gets fun because sports handicapping, and, and if you're on sports traditional sports betting, it's the same thing, right? You're going to bet okay. on the games yep. that night. You're going to get paid out that night. But now all of a sudden, you're bringing the fantasy element in, so it's it's like the best of both worlds. Really, it's it's all in one in one roof.
0: Screw two months. Are you sold yet, ye? I know, I love it. So here's <laughs> the things that are appealing to me right now. Um, right now, and we're gonna get into it. Um, and this this is really rad, is because um, like something like baseball and hockey fantasy, even NBA um, fantasy, is a is a freaking grind. Yeah. There's so many games and so many players you have to constantly and consistently be all over it. And, and, and God forbid, you've got a multiple, you've got multiple games going or multiple sports or multiple leagues that you're in. Um, it can get really tough to be able to like stay on top of things. Right. And, uh, and, and if you get, if you want to be competitive and win, which everybody does uh, a couple slip ups here and there, it can ruin your season really fast. So I really like the appeal of not just the instant gratification, but being able to just, assess and go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make the decision is go and get a result and then move on to the next one. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving that, especially with baseball, which is what we're going to get into today. Um, is that, um, you know, baseball is just so much, There's so many pitchers, there's so many starters, there's so much to deal with that we can just figure it out. You know what I mean? And, and, and just do it. And that's what we're going to do today. So why don't we get into doing this today? Um, I'm just for the for the sake of argument using uh, DraftKings, um, like uh, the setup, which is which is so I guess it's like a rotisserie budget that we that we do that we're going to use, right? And, uh, yep, and spend right. salary, form a team of positions. Well, you know what? How about um, you guys? If, I, if you explain it to to me of uh, of what I need to be looking at as I go in here and how? By the way put it in the terms of fantasy football. Basically, I, I start a lineup, right?
1: Yep, absolutely. You're building a lineup every single day. So, you know, your, your research process is the fun part of this job, as you kind of alluded to. It's it's each day is a different puzzle, right? So you're you're looking at this, and this is the best way that I can conceptualize it for you and for all the listeners at home. You're looking at this, this blank canvas in front of you. You're the artist and you're going to paint whatever picture you think is best for that night, right? So just like, And this is where it gets even more fun than season long. Season long, you draft your team, it's over. You're stuck with those players the whole year. This, you get complete control over. So everybody can have the same players. Everybody could have Garrett Cole on opening day and Max Scherzer on opening day if they wanted to. But the fact that they land on the exact same lineup is a very, very small chance. And a smaller chance, the higher entry that you get in. So say looking at the $10 entry, it's a million dollar GPP. Obviously DraftKings branded it as this is the big one on opening day. It's a smart marketing play on their point, but I'm going to warn everybody at home. It's a $10 entry. You see the million dollars guaranteed the 250,000 to first you're attracted to it. You want to play it. You want to throw a hundred bucks at it or 200 bucks. Right. Right. The problem is look, there are 117,000 participants. That's how many people are going to be in this tournament, given there's only 16,000 that have entered right now. They'll probably be around 100, maybe 80,000 by the time that tomorrow's lock happens, which is, you know, a little less than 24 hours from now. Uh, but with that being said, you're going to be competing against so many people. The chance of you having a unique lineup to win $250,000 by yourself I'd say is a zero percent probability. Tomorrow the lottery you're playing the lottery at exactly. that point. Exactly. So really what we'll talk about a lot on these shows and what we'll help people with, and this is what we do every single day at Roto Radar is we're gonna help you understand how do you build that bankroll, how do you protect your bankroll and how do you know which contest to play in? So this one's fun. It, it might be worth throwing 20 bucks or 30 bucks in just to take a shot because who knows? You might wind up getting lucky and hitting the lottery. But your odds are a lot better if you're competing against a 100-man field where you only have to finish in the top 50% and you double your money, right? Uh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're playing against, say, let's even back out of this contest and let's look at one of the other contests that they have for tomorrow. And, again, this is not a DraftKings show. but. I, I didn't I yeah, want anyway, so <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, but looking at another contest that I think would give you a substantial you know uh, increase in odds and, and higher probability of success, they have a hundred and fifty dollars three entry max tournament. So if you say you wanted to go throw hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks on that that ten dollar GPP where there's a million dollar prize pool, You're going to see the majority of the fish playing in that, which, you know, that's fine. The Sharps are all going to spend their money on the 150 tomorrow or or on tomorrow's slate because while it is a smaller prize pool – you're only competing against people that can enter it three times. The entry max for, like, just to compare like apples to apples here, the entry max for the $10 entry is 150 entries. So people can yeah, enter yeah. the high-stakes pros, the guys that are doing this full-time like we are, we're going to throw 150 bullets in there. So the the fish, the casual player that might, maybe not even a fish, maybe they know what they're doing, but that their one entry or two entries is now having to compete against somebody with 150
2: uh, got it. Yeah, so I you're it.
1: you're really i mean you're putting yourself at a disadvantage right out of the gates if you're playing in these and that's where you're spending your money uh the 150 and fifty three entry max is the best gpp on DraftKings for tomorrow's slate
0: and so here's the deal so you're basically you're handicapping the game yep. like you're, you're you're doing a pre-handicapping before you actually get into the game itself exactly. uh because i did notice it so there's there's a ton of of these of these uh what do you call these these contests contest. right? Yeah. each one's called yeah. a contest there's there's just dozens and dozens of them hundreds of them yeah. um, that they that they put up now yeah this is this is wonderful. so I see what you're saying. so your first out the gates if you're getting into this bloody thing is, is go find somewhere you can land. but by the way, uh, uh, you know for myself the the million dollar season opener at 10 bucks with 117 thousand people, that's kind of fun. I'm, I'm probably just going to throw an entry or two into that sure. just to, just because why the hell not? Right. Like it, yeah. it, it's only 10 bucks. It's a bit of entertainment. So, um, in terms of fantasy, I've got to, I basically have a salary of $50,000 to build a team of 10 positions. Correct. That's correct. Be, yeah. That's that's, yeah correct. that's 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 just what I'm doing here. Now yeah. I can pick, uh, players from either team in the matchup. Right. Yep. yeah, Absolutely. Okay that's it's easy that's easy to figure out right i just i'm gonna use up my 50k as best i can or with the players that i feel um this is the next question though is um how do they calculate points
1: yeah so they, they calculate points in a, a variety of ways and and we can get into it but you get points based on how your player performs right so if you get Let's just use FanDuel scoring for a quick example. Uh, on FanDuel, if you get a single, it's three points. If you get a double, that's six points. If you get a triple, that is uh, nine points. And if you hit a home run, a solo home run, that is, uh, that's 18 points. So based on how your guy does during that at-bat, that's how many points you accrue um, for that particular pitcher. Now, pitcher, yeah. or for that particular hitter, um, for pitchers obviously are different. And and this is where things get a little bit interesting. DraftKings and and FanDuel, the pitching algos are completely different, meaning their scoring system is completely different. On FanDuel, you only get to take one pitcher, so you better get that pitcher right, right? You literally only get one. So if you get a pitcher that gives up six runs and gets yanked in the second inning, you know, you're going to be – eaten the loss that night, most likely, uh, especially in big tournaments. But on DraftKings, you have a little bit more wiggle room because you have that buffer. You have another pitcher. Uh, So it's not to say that DraftKings pitchers are less important. It's just on FanDuel, it's more of a priority for you to get your pitcher right, whether that's paying down or paying all the way up. Uh, With that being said, pitching scoring on FanDuel, again, we'll just use FanDuel as a baseline for scoring right now. Uh, FanDuel, you get points for every single inning that you pitch. Uh, For every strikeout that you get, you also get points for a quality start on FanDuel. You do not get points for a quality start on DraftKings. If you get the win, you get points based on obviously that, so getting a win is super important, which is where sports betting comes into play. One of the things that I like to look at and what literally every single person in the entire DFS industry that has any idea what they're doing will be one of the first things that they look at is the opening line, meaning what do the cappers have these lines at and which pitchers are in line for having the best probability of picking up that illustrious win, right? Uh, You want the win bonus because the win bonus on FanDuel is six FanDuel points. Guys, that's as much as just hitting a double, you know, so for picking up the win, getting a quality start, which is less than three runs through six innings plus uh, or six plus innings. You want those two things. That's 10 FanDuel points just between those two. Four for the quality start, six for the win bonus. Uh, The deeper that you go in the game, obviously, the better, too, because you get the innings. And then you lose three points for every earned run that you give up. So pitchers can actually wind up with negative scoring if they have a really bad performance, which, again, goes back to the point. Make sure you get your picture right on FanDuel. Um, Anyways, that's a quick breakdown of it. Hitters obviously get points by hitting. They also, on FanDuel, you get six points for a stolen base. So having players that are faster, you get some points, and only on Fantasy Draft, which is the number three daily fantasy sports site behind Fanduel and DraftKings, on Fantasy Draft they're the only site where you actually lose points for a caught stolen base. So fun oh, fact for you guys: so if you get thrown out trying to steal second or third or home, you lose points. Yeah, exactly. It's uh,
0: yeah. Anyways, that's that's a quick rundown of the score. All right. We have very complex going, which is very, very good because I need to pay attention to something like this. It gives me uh, – yeah, it's only one game, one or two games, and I I'm, I'm, i have one game on the board, one contest. I want to keep it going. So, Josh, uh, talk to me about it. Tonight's game. How are you going to handicap this, this game? You have t- two games. You can use basically any player from any team to create one lineup. How are you bringing down what is the massive in our million-dollar challenge here? What's your $50,000 team and what are you looking at?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, well, okay. I'm at Roto Radar. I'm the tournament pro when it comes to MLB. So I kind of focus on these big tournaments and you really have to make yourself the big thing. And the big recommendation I would have to everyone's listening is when you're entering yourself into these 100,000 entry contests, you have to make your lineup different than everyone else's. You have to be different or else you're not going to end up getting that top score. And that should be your goal. So ways to make yourself different. You know, a lot of people are going to end up rostering Clayton Kershaw tomorrow. He's facing off against the San Francisco Giants, who are easily the worst hitting team on tomorrow's slate out of the four teams that are playing, why not go with someone like Max Scherzer, who we know has a high strikeout rate and who we know who can rack up FanDuel points with that strikeout rate, or maybe go to the other side, go to Garrett Cole, who almost had a 40% strikeout rate uh, last year, and we know he can rack up points as well from the pitcher position. It's one way that you can definitely make yourself different on tomorrow's slate.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I dig it. It's sort of like when you're doing like, uh, uh, elimination pools in football, right? Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. You
0: don't pick the obvious win. You don't go like you, you got to try to find the outlier there and save that, you know, so you save it. So I absolutely get it.
2: So, so who are your, what's your pitching lineup then for, for tomorrow? What do you, what do you got? Yeah, someone that I really like is Garrett Cole. I mean, we just talked about him at a 40% strikeout rate. Sorry for the dogs barking in the background. Uh, 40% strikeout rate, and this is a Washington Nationals team that has downgraded from last year. You know, this is a team that has lost Anthony Rendon. The bottom of the lineup is a little bit weak. They do have some high strikeout candidates, like guys like Eric Thames, who had a 30% K rate last year. Um, There's just, I really like where Garrett Cole is, and it's his first start as a Yankee. You know he's going to come pumped up. He's been talking about how it's been his dream to be a Yankee his whole entire life. And now he gets to fulfill his dream this Thursday. And I know he's excited for it. So there's a little bit of a narrative there as well for Garrett Cole.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love it. But so we're blowing our wad here. We got 10 K he's, we're 10 We're throwing, we're throwing the wad at Cole here. What statistically though, um, are you balancing your pitching based on statistics? Are you going to make your next selection based on Garrett Cole's strength to maximize your points? For instance, you're just going to stack strikeouts in a row, or are you going to try to find a balance? And you know that Cole's going to be strike K people, so you want to get an ERA or something with your next guy. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, it all again, it all depends on what type of contest you're selecting. For the contest that you're selecting, D, with this one that you can win where it's a million-dollar contest, a 100,000 entries, you want to get the highest score possible. And the guys that are going to be able to give you the highest score possible are these guys who are going to be able to give you a lot of strikeouts. And Garrett Cole's that guy, and so is Clayton Kershaw. So is Max Scherzer. So that's going to be my way of Kays different – King. Yes, K's are king. king, especially over on DraftKings. I know we talked a lot yeah. about FanDuel scoring, but DraftKings strikeouts are worth more than over on FanDuel, and yeah. I think that's a big benefit. So that's why I like Garrett Cole a lot, and especially in these big tournaments.
0: Got it. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going Kershaw Cole here. These are my two pitchers, guys.
2: Um yeah, Kershaw Cole
1: makes a lot of sense. Let me just. I'll, I'll say this on in in cash games. Okay, I am. I am your traditional cash game grinder, meaning my goal is not to win $100,000 in one night. I know that's what everybody would love for me to say that my goal is. My goal is to be able to do this as my full-time job and make a living off of it. So what I want to do is I want to double up every single night. And if I happen to hit a tournament in the tournaments that I'm playing, that's fantastic. That is that is what we're trying to do, obviously. But my goal, long term, is to be able to have sustainability. So all the lineups that I build, I'm going to build a lineup that gives you the safest floor and the safest ceiling. and gives you the highest floor and the highest ceiling. So in other words, I'm going to try to build a lineup that you can trust and doesn't give you nearly as many risks. So where Josh, he lives in the tournament realm and he's damn good at it. I live in the cash game realm. So if you're playing double-ups or 50-50s and you're looking at it through that lens, I'm going to put you in the best position for success, which is why tomorrow I think that Clayton Kershaw is unavoidable. He's unfadable. There is no planet, no situation, no slate, no site that you should be fading Clayton Kershaw. So if you're asking me, should I play Clayton Kershaw on FanDuel 2 as my only pitcher, I would answer an astounding yes. And and here's the other thing, too. Clayton Kershaw on FanDuel is 10300 D. On DraftKings, yeah. he's 7700 So yeah. to put that into perspective, there's a $1,400 difference between Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer and obviously a $2,300 difference between Clayton Kershaw and Garrett Cole. If you're just comparing site to site here – Garrett Cole is 11-4 on FanDuel, Max is 10-7, and Clayton is 10-3. He's only $400 cheaper than Max, and he's only $1,100 cheaper than Cole. Everybody and their mom are going to load up on Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer tomorrow on FanDuel, on one-pitcher sites. I'm going to tell you why that's a mistake. Clayton Kershaw might not give you the sex appeal. He's not going to give you the strikeouts. There's no doubt that he had regression last season. There's no doubt that Clayton Kershaw's K rate it dropped. Almost seven points. It dropped down from in the mid-30s down to a 26.8% K rate last year. That's that's okay, all right? A, a 26% K rate for a 10-plus K pitcher, this might be the last slate that I pay 10-plus K for a pitcher that only has a 26% K rate. It legitimately might be the whole season, but here's the reality you got to look at the the slate size too. There's only two games on the slate. So you have four teams that you're picking from. Every other slate that we're going to have this year is going to have more than four games or four four teams that are going to be playing at the same time. And you have to understand too, Clayton Kershaw... He gives you the quality start. There's no doubt that he goes six innings. He pitched 90 pitches in his exhibition game last game. That tells me, makes me feel pretty warm and fuzzy inside about the fact that Clayton Kershaw most likely will pitch between 90 and 100 pitches on opening day tomorrow. If that's the case, and facing this single-A lineup in San Francisco tomorrow, <laughs> it's a joke. It's it, This lineup is it, it honestly should be embarrassed that it's rolling out this team on opening day there's no Buster Posey. He already announced that he's not playing this season. And because of that, you get the team's captain, the 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 guy that's been obviously the staple of this offense, the leader. He bats cleanup most nights right in the middle of the lineup. He's out. And you got the new guys that are going to be probably batting in the middle of the lineup in Hunter Pence from the Rangers. He had a hell of a year last year. And Wilmer Flores, I... I I think that this lineup is going to be one that we're going to be attacking and I'm going to be attacking all season. I think it's weak. I think that there's strikeouts throughout it, and I don't see them scoring more than three total runs on tomorrow's slate. So if that's going to be the case, you get the quality start. The win is a sure thing because they're pitching the worst pitcher on the slate and the the Dodgers are going to light up Johnny Cueto on opening day. They have a tendency to do that on opening day. Looking back to the last three years – The fact that you're going to get the win bonus, the quality start, you're going to go deep in the game. I'm not worried that Kershaw is not going to get you 10-plus strikeouts. I'm not worried about that because if he's only giving up one run and he goes six innings and he gets you all the other stats that you need – you're guaranteeing yourself this is where the safety comes into play. You know you're going to get 40-plus FanDuel points from Clayton Kershaw tomorrow night. You know you're going to get 22-plus points from Clayton Kershaw and DraftKings tomorrow night. So because of these things that we know and that I can feel really confident on the air talking about, I think that Clayton Kershaw is completely unfatable on tomorrow's slate.
0: Wow, man. Tell us how you really feel about it. (laughs) Um, that was, I love Clayton. Man. No, I get I This yeah. is unbelievable. Um, I, I, and I love this style of analysis too. Um, it's basically handicapping. I love it. And, and I'm like, I'm pulling so much out of this, and just being like, I'm betting on the game too. By the way, now, <laughs> um, like, like loads of money on Kershaw. Thanks for doing <laughs> that. Uh, I hope he wins. Um, how many of these lineups are you going to submit for the two games tomorrow? Me personally,
1: I uh, I'm, I only play one. I play one lineup every single night. That's, again, because of my style. I, I'd i like to think that I can create the best possible lineup that you can build on paper using analytics, using my eye test that I watch all the games every night. I build one lineup, and I play that lineup in every single contest. So there's... Yeah, there's a $1,600 contest on FanDuel tomorrow night. I'll be playing that one lineup in that contest tomorrow night. There are every single cash game, every single GPP. So my world is not to throw 150 entries into the $10 tournament. That's Josh's world, 100%. He's, he's the MME guy, which MME is max multi-enter. So he's the guy that's going to jump in a whole lot of entries and play a whole lot of different variations of lineups. I just play one lineup. I only play one, I build the best
0: lineup that I can possibly build, then that's the one that I roll with. How about you, Josh? I gotta know how many
2: how many entries
0: are you going to be doing for tomorrow's games?
2: Yeah, Sean's exactly right. I'm playing 150 on Fanduel and 150 on <laughs> DraftKings as well. Like it, that's just the way I run. I, last year I was doing it. I did it very successfully. It was a two game slate. I completely forget the teams that were on that slate, but it was I threw 150 <laughs> lineups into that tournament and I ended up winning fourteen thousand dollars overall in that tournament. Took first place, took third place, took fifth place as well. And it, that's just the world that I live in, and I've been very profitable doing it over the past couple of years so
0: okay josh so how i know it's a lot of work but how long does it actually take you to to fill in 300 separate contest entries.
2: Yeah, it all kind of depends on the day, honestly. I mean, on a day like tomorrow, where there's only going to be two games, I'm going to know pretty early in the day with all my research who exactly I want to target. It only takes me around three to four hours. On days where there's much bigger slates, like on Friday, we have 11 games that are going to be playing Friday night. That's going to take a lot longer. It's going to take quite a bit of time. But it's something that I've done, and I've done it really profitably, so I've, I've loved it. Well, hold on. So, so how many entries are you going to have in the 11 game day? The 11 game day, I think I'm only going to do 150. That's, that's the thing. When you have 11 games, it takes longer because you have so many players and so many different things to break down that day. So I usually play less slate or less lineups, the more slates there are, or the more games there are. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. This is, this is why, <laughs> this is why D I I know. Know.
0: Well, I'm stu- sweating line. on my one $10 <laughs> entry. I can't get past to, to my second pitcher here on my on my on my ten million dollar entry. Um, who do we go, we were going with Scherzer then, right? Was that was that the plan?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm fine with Max, especially on DK. So like, if you're talking DK, just I'm really quick DK. pitcher, and then exactly. we can move on to, to some of the hitters and some of my favorite yeah. targets. so I'm,
0: go, I'm going. This is what we're doing here. We're going Kershaw, Scherzer.
1: Yeah, that opens up – I think that's going to be – to be fair, D, that will be the most popular pairing on tomorrow's slate. Oh, so you I don't want to do that, though. You're going to see – you'll see the most people doing that because Max is so depreciated on DraftKings at 8,600.
0: Yeah, he's uh, such a great deal. He's a great deal. He's I'm such a
1: great deal at that I love price. love
0: value. I love a deal. Okay. Um, when I'm going catcher, I li- immediately look at Kurt Suzuki because I have bought him – and ba- I basically buy him in every league um, because he goes so late um when i just do regular fantasy and it's just i have that he's doing that loyalty play you know yeah. what i mean you know you always have like that one guy like my always my backup quarterback is is philip rivers forever because you can get him so late but he he used to put up good fantasy numbers so i'd yeah. always grab him i feel like kurt suzuki's my guy at 4100 bucks on draftkings Makes sense. Let me just say this, and and hopefully it might not make any sense, but it makes
1: it makes yeah. some sense. I mean, maybe not a ton of sense to me, but it might make sense to one of our listeners. Dude, um, listen, this is this is what I wanted to say here about the, the catcher position, and this might help everybody with their own roster construction, not just the catcher, but other positions. If you look at this catcher tomorrow, the catcher position tomorrow specifically on DraftKings. So the fun thing about FanDuel, you don't have to worry about catchers because catchers. Excuse my French. They fucking suck. Catchers suck, and it it really sucks to spend blow your wad on a catcher. You don't want to waste your money on the catcher position because unless your name is Gary Sanchez or unless your name is, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball, you don't want to spend up at this position most nights. So what I do as a cash game player is somebody that, you know, obviously wants to build the most optimal one lineup. I want to spend the absolute least amount of money at the catcher position. So I'm going to look at all the starting lineups that are going to be released tomorrow, probably around five Eastern standard time. I'll look at all the lineups that come out. We'll have four catchers to pick from. And I'm most likely going to roll with the cheapest catcher on tomorrow's slate. cause here's the reality, right? If if none of the catchers are going to do shit, why am I going to waste my money on the position? And then if I happen to get lucky and run into something because it's baseball, you can get a late home run off the bullpen. You can get, you know, X, Y, and Z. Most of these guys tomorrow, are going to be batting low in the lineup, right? So my my goal here is if I don't think I'm going to get productivity out of the position, why am I spending money on it? What are you looking like?
2: yeah and that's where i think this is an opportunity to get different from the rest of the field in gpps right because we talked about how you're the cash game guy and in these gpps in this million dollar uh tournament over on DraftKings, you need to get different to be able to place highly in this tournament i think it's a great idea to go to one of these higher price guys and that's just a difference in our opinion here sean but i mean the guy like gary sanchez who has the potential to hit a home run no matter most likely if you roster you know whatever the lowest guy price guy is going to be at catcher whether it's the San Francisco Giants new catcher whether it's Jan Gomes or Kurt Suzuki most likely they won't end up giving you a high output but getting a difference maker like Gary Sanchez could put you over the top of everyone else in this tournament so I like paying up at catcher tomorrow
1: yeah makes sense let's just break this one down in its entirety from a hitting perspective so let's let's dig into some of the numbers Let's break it down from our favorite targets, and it's clear for me, clear as day. I know where I'm going to be investing my energy, and it's going to be going against the guy that's coming off of Tommy John surgery and Johnny Cueto. His release, his delivery is super funky. He's one of those pitchers where if you're watching him in real time as the second part of the ESPN doubleheader tomorrow night, you're going to see Johnny Cueto pause during some pitches where he literally looks like a flamingo. Just standing on the mound with the ball in his hand before he delivers it. Then you'll see other times he'll quick pitch. He'll throw it super fast. His goal is he understands how to keep the hitters off time. He He understands how to disrupt their rhythm on the mound. Because of that, he has an elite, elite ground ball rate. We're talking the best ground ball rate on the entire slate against one-handedness. His ground ball rate against right-handed hitters is 72%. That gives me the easiest decision. And the ISO, by the way, this is, again, very small sample size before the injury. We're only talking 40 plate appearances last year. But his ISO in those 40 plate appearances against righties last year, Josh, you want to take a stab at what it was?
2: Oh geez, it has to be low. It was only 40 plate appearances, low sample size. So it was probably. I'm gonna guess around uh, 75. 32. Wow. 32. Nobody hit any extra bases
1: against this guy from the right hand side of the plate. Now again, 40 plate appearances is a super small sample size, but we know we know that Johnny Cueto can be good and has been good against right-handed hitters. If you want to just turn back the calendar, and we'll look back at a larger sample size. The 2018 season, the season before, his ground ball rate was 50-plus percent, 51.3 percent. So while he's coming off Tommy John's, he's not going to have the electric velocity that he once had. He's not going to be able to be the same pitcher that he was for the Kansas City Royals years ago when they went on their World Series run. But we know that Johnny Cueto is going to keep hitters off balance. With all that being said— He is absolute shit trash against left-handed hitters. He is terrible. He's always been terrible. You look at the numbers in 2018, only a 38% ground ball rate against lefties. That means people are able to elevate the ball from the left-handed side of the plate with the platoon advantage. Platoon advantage, for those new listeners at home, is the opposite-handedness of the pitcher. Johnny is a righty. That means lefties hit him hard. I want every single lefty that I can possibly get on this dodgers team last season short sample size 27 plate appearances his hard contact rate 40 his ground ball rate 35 percent. and most importantly the iso the woba all of the numbers looked amazing with the left-handed hitters and you got a lot of good ones on this team you got max staring you dead in the face at the top of the lineup you got i mean cody bellinger likely hitting cleanup tomorrow night Corey seager we'll see where they slide him but Corey seager is going to have the platoon advantage as well and then you have jack peterson and i guess that brings me to my point here the dodgers are my 1a stack tomorrow i think they're going to be anybody that knows what they're doing they're going to be their 1a stack tomorrow but can you roll out jack peterson josh in cash games tomorrow night knowing that he probably only has two plate appearances
2: yeah, of course you can. I mean, you can roll out anyone on the. In my opinion, I don't really care about his the dogs again, sorry, but I I don't think it really matters about how good Johnny Cueto has been good, how good he's been against righties in the past. This is going to be a completely different Johnny Cueto. He's coming off of Tommy John. A lot of pitchers aren't able to come off of Tommy John and be as dominant as they were before. I think he's just going to have problem with the Dodgers altogether. I mean, this is the second best lineup in all of baseball. First best lineup being the New York Yankees. This is just a high powered offense all the way around from the first spot in the order to the ninth spot in the order. So I like everyone on the Dodgers and I think to make yourself different than other team or than other uh, DFS players, you can roster some of these righties. You can roster guys like Mookie Betts and like Will Smith and other guys in this order. I wouldn't
1: do it. I wouldn't play righties again. That's the cash game brain in me. Even Mookie Betts. I get the narrative. It's his first game. He just signed a huge contract extension with the Dodgers today. I think I read that it was like, what, 130 mil, maybe it was even more than that, maybe it was 400, I don't know how much, a lot of money. Uh, But apparently he just inked that deal literally a couple of hours ago, He's going to be coming into this game feeling good. I don't care. I've seen Johnny Cueto's success against righties. That's all I'm going to take this to the bank with Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, by the way, they both have a combined 50 plus plate appearances against Johnny Cueto. Historically in their careers, Cody Bellinger has one home run in those at bats, 17 at bats so far, historically against him. Corey Seager has three home runs in 34 plate appearances. Uh, Actually, 36 plate appearances, 34 at-bats. He had two walks in there, one walk and one hit by pitch. Regardless, we're looking at a slugging percentage of both of them had a 647, equal slugging percentage. That's absurd. Uh, And these guys own... Johnny Cueto. If you're not starting every single one of your lineups tomorrow with Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I really don't. Josh, let's talk about other teams that you want to target on tonight's slate. Let's just switch to the other side of the ball from this late night hammer and just talk about the Giants. This team, I would say that they're going to be a team that I'm going to target the whole year, not just because they have a terrible lineup, not just because Buster Posey is sidelined, but also because of where they play. They play in the second-largest stadium in all of baseball, in the Bay. So I don't really – you know, for me, I'm not going to be targeting them, their bats even on a two-game slate, even if I were trying to be cute. And I'm just going to say this. Josh, I know you like to be different, and I know that you strategically place yourself to be different to get leverage on the field. I think that this is a massive mistake, and I think that if you're going to have – say you're you're rolling out 150 lineups for you tomorrow specifically – I legitimately would set my exposure to the San Francisco Giants team to be zero just because everybody else is going to try to get creative, try to get cute, try to be different as well. And all those people that are running out 150 lineups are going to be thinking the exact same thing as you, not, not you, Josh, but you, I'm pointing to the, every listener out there that's listening to this podcast. Everybody's going to think, Hey, let's be different. Let's load up on Giants hitters. Uh, and, and, you know even if that's only 20% of their 150 lineups if you're setting that exposure to zero you're gaining a, an an edge on the field josh that's how i would approach it you're obviously the gpp pro
2: are you going to have any exposure to the san francisco giants tomorrow I think in some places it's appropriate because I think guys like Hunter Pence who is always battered well against so like it's a one-off yeah exactly like a one-off or maybe even a mini stack I mean you can even throw Flores in there both of these guys have over a 400 in their weighted on base average both of them have over a 275 ISO as well both of them have good hard hit rates like these are two players that I think you can use sparingly or at least I'm Mm. going to use sparingly tomorrow in my 150 lineups but I'm not going to go overweight and I think you are right I think people are going to try to get different when yeah you talked about it perfectly I think Kershaw is an absolutely amazing pitcher to play you can't tomorrow. fade him yeah you, you can't can. fade him you can't fade him well
1: not even on FanDuel right I didn't have a chance to ask you like you're playing him on FanDuel even where it's a close difference between him Max and Garrett right
2: Yeah, I think I'll have more exposure over to him on DraftKings just because of the price discrepancy like you talked about. On FanDuel, I'll probably have about even with him and Cole and Scherzer. All three of them combined will probably be about even. But yeah, I love Kershaw tomorrow. I think he's a great play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let's just move on to this other
1: game really quick in the bats. Josh, who are you prioritizing? Who are the bats that catch your eye? And and obviously with Max Scherzer, he strikes out a ton of people, but he also does give up the long ball. He gave up a 38% hard contact rate to lefties last season, 330 plate appearances too, so a good sample size. Are you going to be maybe sneak attack in the the, the Max, the Mad Max man here with a few of your Yankee lefties.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it, and not just with lefties. I think some of these righties are definitely in consideration. One guy that I've been paying a lot of attention to is Aaron Judge. He's had three home runs so far in the two exhibition games that he's played, and they've just been really clean home runs. They've been good hits. I, I feel really good. He looks like he's a man on a mission, honestly, and I really like that. So Aaron Judge is definitely someone that I can't wait to get a lot of exposure to. especially because I don't think a lot of people are going to go to him tomorrow. And I also think guys like Aaron Hicks, who's probably going to be in the five hole tomorrow, is a good option. Brett Garner, I mean, he sneakily hit 21 home runs last year. He has the home run power to hit against Max Scherzer. I think he's a great play, too. And even at the bottom of the lineup, I still think he's a good play.
1: I think Brett could sneak into the top four in this lineup tomorrow. I really do. Really? I really do. Hmm. I really do. I think that they're going to do it, and I think that you're going to see them try to mix up some of the handedness at the top of this lineup so that it's not so right-handed dominant.
2: So let me ask um, you, Sean, as a cash game pro, if Brett Gardner yeah. does sneak up into oh, the top 100%. four of this lineup, he's lock, a lock, right? Like you got, right? you got to
1: play him. Yeah. Lock and load. If he makes the if he cracks the top five, he's a lock and load. Oh yeah. Um and, and to be honest, I think that he's in consideration even if he's hitting in the eight or, or the nine hole. Because even in cash games, guys, you, you want to be different than the cash game players. You you have to think outside the box. You everybody that's ever been with me or listened to me on the air knows that I try to think differently and I normally do think differently than your traditional cash game grinders. So You know, for me, Brett Gardner makes a ton of sense. I want lefties against Max. I do not want righties against Max. So you can X out a lot of Yankees bats. And because of that, and the Yankees strike out a lot too, Josh, I have to at least pose this question. Max Scherzer against this team makes some sense. We don't have a ton of time to go into this, but for strikeout upside – I think that I'd actually prefer Max over Garrett Cole, knowing how weak Washington's bullpen is and knowing how strong the Yankees' bullpen is, even without Aroldis Chapman. I I think that Cole's leash probably around the sixth inning. I think that Max is just Max, and you know, while we might not see him throw 100, I'd be shocked if we did. I think of all the pitchers pitching tomorrow, Max's leash is going to be the longest. So I can,
2: I can buy into that 100%. Let's talk about the other side, Sean. Let's talk about Garrett Cole facing off against this nationals team. Is there anyone you're prioritizing on the national side? No, I mean, honestly, Cole is another guy that I, I really do like
1: to try to attack with one-offs. I I think that he's somebody that, well, I know that he's somebody that gives up the long ball, uh, but he also led all of baseball with his K rate last year. So there's just so much volatility here. You're not going to be getting a lot of contact. Against this guy, you know, it's really boomer bust, which, you know, to me, if I'm attacking Garrett Cole, you're probably better off doing it in tournaments uh, than you are in cash games. So the majority of my bats likely are going to be coming uh, on the other side here. It's going to be the Yankees batters. It's going to be the Dodgers batters. And that would be my one a and one B one C obviously would have to be by default. These Washington Nationals, because I am not going to put the Giants in the top three on a four game slate or on a four team slate. Uh, but to that point, I don't really know how excited I am to attack them with anybody. If you're going to make me pick one bat, get me one Soto. He looked amazing in the world series. Maybe he carries some of that over to, to the first part of this season, Josh, but outside of Soto, maybe Eric Thames, I guess Adam Eaton. I want the guys with the platoon here too, because he does struggle more against the lefties than he does the righties. It's not something that I'm getting out of bed, getting excited for. What about you?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. This is definitely like the third favorite stack on tomorrow's slate with the uh, Giants coming in fourth. I will say Eric Thames does make a really sneaky play, especially over on FanDuel. Yeah, he's yeah, super he's cheap, cheap on FanDuel, which is the first thing that jumped out at me when I started researching this slate. I cannot believe they priced him at 2400 so he ends up yeah. being the seventh lowest priced first baseman slash choppiest. catcher. Oh, the definitely. East
1: play at first base tomorrow, no matter where he's at in the
2: lineup. But this is a there. large part of our research in DFS, Sean. You go look at his price tag over on DraftKings. He's the second most expensive first baseman that's in the whole what entire site. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That because that's where you get different. No one's going to play Eric Thames over there, but everyone's going to play him on FanDuel. Play him in your ten thousand or in the million dollar contest. I think he's a great play over there. Uh, and someone that I'm definitely paying attention to. Outside of him, though, I'm just I'm not all that excited to attack against Garrett Cole. Like I said, this is going to be his first game as a Yankee. He talked about it in the press conference when they signed him. He said it's always been his dream to play for the Yankees, and he's really excited to get out there for this team. So I'm being very hesitant on targeting batters against Garrett Cole.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. Josh, I think we ran through a, you know a very quick preview of tomorrow's two-game slate. Uh, this was, you know, hopefully we answered a lot of you guys questions, the people that are brand new to daily fantasy sports. And and we'll be doing this every single week, uh, every Wednesday for, you know, for, for a long time here with, uh, with our good friends over at Bet online and obviously with D as well. So it was an absolute pleasure to break all this down, uh, with you, Josh, as always. And, and let's just end on a few closing notes here and, and closing thoughts for all the monies tomorrow, Josh. For, for people that are trying to take down a tournament, let's just end them with one take. Give them one little nugget, one piece of information, that might just help them win that $250,000 prize on DraftKings.
2: Look, I think it's the best piece of information that I can possibly give any single person that's listening right now. Be different. Be different than the rest of the field. Everyone's going to go to the Clayton Kershaw. Everyone is going to go to the Dodgers lefties tomorrow. Be different because those guys that go there, they might end up min-cashing. They might end up throwing a lineup in that $10 GPP over on DraftKings and the min-cash over there is winning $15. bucks. you are only getting 5 bucks. They might do that. But the people who get different lineups and make different lineups are the people who are going to be winning first place and second place and third place and so on. So be different on tomorrow's slate.
1: I like it as always, guys. I'm just going to say this in in my final thoughts. You know, call me call me whatever you want to call me, even if it does wind up in a min cash. I think that the Dodgers are bringing us home tomorrow, and and it's going to be the right correlation with them. You're not just going to be able to run out a full stack of Dodgers lefties and and just call it a day. You're going to have to pair them with the right pieces. You're going to have to get those other pieces of the puzzle to fit together the right way, Uh, and hopefully we're going to be doing that before tomorrow's opening day. I'm just so pumped to have baseball back. Uh, It was an an absolute pleasure and honor and – D,
0: let's let's bring this one home. Well, thanks, Sean. And there you have it, dudes. I know, a little bit of uh, you know audio difficulties aside, that's one hell of a show How about daily fantasy. Uh, it starts now and starts today. Of course, good people at Bet Online uh, might not have daily fantasy, but you, you can use and get all of this information. Um, go bet on the games yourselves at betonline.ag they keep the lights on over here wow, thanks for doing this, thank you uh, to the crew uh, a wealth of knowledge and we're going to be coming back every week we're going to keep doing this um, it sounds like a really fun it's a fun thing, I can't wait, wait for it so, so Josh uh, and Sean uh, appreciate it we'll, uh, we'll see you on the flip side guys And maybe uh, maybe even my, uh, my, my Skype will work a little bit better Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Talk to you next week. Adios, muchachos.